It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quick time on your Tuesday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. I'm Russell Smith, live from the stately Smith Manor Studios back in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. We have Marcus Young standing by the Top 5 at 5 brought to you this afternoon by Linderman Sports Medicine. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, we have uh, baseball polls being released, the preseason polls for college baseball. Tennessee lands at number two, right behind LSU. Top ten includes those two, as well as Stanford at three, then Old Miss, A&M, Wake Forest, Florida, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, and Vanderbilt. Big season of college baseball coming to Lindsey Nelson Stadium and a great team. And Tony Vitello and the boys get things cranked up here in just a matter of weeks. Outstanding. At number two, we had Joey Bosa, uh, who rips the NFL referees after the Chargers lost to the Jacksonville, saying, quote, sick of those effing people. Oh. I have to be very careful with that. He is uh, clearly not a fan of the referee saying, quote, I think there just needs to be more accountability. I mean, I say something to them and I get a $40,000 fine, but if they blow a call, that ruins the entire team's season. They're probably back in the locker room after the game laughing about it. I saw the video of that statement, and I'd never seen or heard Joey Bosa talk before. He struck me as kind of a meathead. Yeah. And I, I think he did have a – like he was complaining about the false starts and the right tackle that he was going up against kept false starting, mm. and they never called it in in that game, which the false starts in the NFL have become like traveling in the NBA. It just – you could call it on every possession. Yeah, it's those left tackles, man. They only call it the most egregious of, of violations, but – I mean, I, I don't know. And then obviously when he got upset with the referee, he got a 15-yard penalty, um, which caused him to slam his helmet into the ground a couple times. Um, talk about, like you said, a meathead moment. Uh, number three, uh, Aaron Rodgers apparently is mulling his future with the Packers or possibly elsewhere. Obviously he said last June that he definitely planned to finish his career in Green Bay, but that doesn't seem to be the case uh, actually having an appearance on the Pat McAfee show saying, I think I can win an MVP again in the right situation, Rogers said. The right situation is that Green Bay or somewhere else he was asked. He's not sure. So, Where would you like to see Starchild finish his career, Bear? Uh, anywhere but Tennessee. Well, that's not happening. Rude. Well, I mean, what, man, I'm just being honest. I don't. Do you want any part of that guy, man? Yeah. I'm not talking to you, Marcus. Oh. I feel like it's a personal attack on whatever whacked out thing you had last week for us. I mean, Russ, do you want Starchild? I'd rather have Tannehill than Starchild. I mean, like, but before this past season, I'd probably rather have Rodgers. Yeah. But he doesn't, like, he's he's not into playing football anymore. Hmm. And your quarterback has to be into playing football supremely. That's got to be his number one, two, and three things in life. He's got to prioritize it above all else. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's cool that he saw the face of God in the Amazonian jungle and he was snorting DMT off the chest of blue of earth. Like, that's that's great that he had that experience. I'm glad that he's so enlightened right now. But 
you don't want your quarterback to be enlightened. You don't want your quarterback to be, um, you know, grasping the fourth dimension. You want your quarterback to be in his playbook all the time, to be super-duper football guy, and, like, he's clearly not that anymore, and he's getting old, so his physical yeah. gifts are diminishing. That and just the, you know, I mean, we joke about it, but, it, it, you know, it, he comes with a lot of off-the-field, the baggage and the distractions and everything that he gets involved in. So It's a shame, too, because I, I do think he's one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks to ever play the game he will always have a super bowl ring nobody can take that away from them he's a he, he is a hall of famer there's no doubt about it he is one of the all-time greats but he doesn't seem committed i mean it's, it's just a it's a cutthroat league and is Tannehill far and away better than rogers no is there places where rogers would be a upgrade over the current quarterback yes but how much longer does he have and is is he the kind of like, can you build around him and go chase a championship? I think the the best place for him is probably to stay in Green Bay. Yeah. But I mean, um, we'll see what happens. It's interesting. At number four, Tennessee men's basketball team, number nine in the country, will be taking on Mississippi State. 7 p.m. ESPN 2. They are a six point favorite in this game tonight. Volunteers, number two team in the net, on the road, at the hump to take on Mississippi State. What do you guys think? Do we win? Do we cover the six points? Uh, Yeah, I, I think we will. I'm going to say we win, but do not cover. I think it's going to be a grinded out nail biter. Three or four point win. And finally, at number five. A suitcase lost by an airline turns up four years later. I love stories like this. An Oregon woman whose suitcase was lost during a United Airlines flight home from Chicago uh, said that she was reunited with the bag four years later as it took a detour to Central America down to uh, Honduras. She was flying home from a business trip to Chicago back in 2018 said after several months of searching, the airline informed her that the bag's disappearance was a mystery. (laughs) She was compensated for some of her lost items, but not for all of them. And so she was shocked to receive a phone call this week informing her her suitcase turned up at the airport in Houston. Was all the stuff in it? Um, She said that the bag was slightly damaged and worn. I guess you can't really remember what you packed four years ago. You you probably just write it off, and you're like, oh, look, it's this underwear. I remember this shirt. Okay, yeah, cool. She she said the bag was slightly damaged and worn, but its contents were still intact. So that makes me believe that, yeah, everything was still there. She said United Airlines told her part of the difficulty in tracking the bag was apparently it was not scanned properly when she checked it in uh, before flying to Chicago. Surprise there. I mean, we pretty much ruined what used to be a cool thing. Like, I mean, growing up, like, you go to the airport, you're flying, they're going to feed you a little meal, a little snack and everything. And ever since 9-11, that entire industry has gone to crap. I mean, you want to get me, you want to get my vote as like a, a an, an issue to run on? If any of these, I don't care what party it's from, who who it is, fix airline travel. Like, that's something I can get behind. Well, that was met with a resounding indifference. <laughs> Thank you. 
Marcus, we appreciate your efforts today on the Top 5 at 5, brought to you by our friends at Linderman Sports Medicine. They are located in Memphis. Yes, it is a ways away. But people come from all over the globe to visit Linderman Sports Medicine. So you can make the six-hour drive if you're in Knoxville. Or we do have a lot of listeners in the mid-state, in the uh, southeast region, shall we say, and uh, the mid-south, I guess, uh, what they call it, out that ways. Go check out Linderman Sports Medicine. They do physical therapy there. That's something that's greatly improved my life several times over the years. But they're all, they're mainly known for their regenerative medicine techniques, the new Regenex procedure, stem cell therapy. This is something that athletes from all over the world, she's treated several of the Memphis Grizzlies there. People come to uh, experience the miracles that are modern regenerative medical techniques. Dr. Laura Linderman is fantastic. She's VFL through and through. She wants to help you. She wants to help you get back to the activities you love, doing the things that make life worth living without having to undergo painful and risky surgery. Visit LindermanSportsMedicine.com, folks, to find out more. That's LindermanSportsMedicine.com. A little uh, technical glitch there at the end of hour number two. Did I miss? Should you? What? What did I miss from Jamie? I'm. I'm not going to try to predict his call. That would be rude. I almost did that he, for a second. He but. did the. Uh, I mean, you probably get it as soon as he figured out that you weren't on with us. He immediately went ham on uh, some competitors and. Oh really? Yeah, he was throwing off on. He was wanting to know about Trey and breaking the story about Pruitt and what. Yeah, I mean, it just went full Jamie, man. So, I mean, it's just what he does, I mean, dude. Really, I, I can't take five minutes off. No, literally, and I, I told him I, when you're not here, I'm like the substitute teacher, and like Jamie's that kid in, in the class who just uh, rains hell down on the substitute teacher. I mean, I'm like it's like that GIF where the guy comes back in with the pizza boxes and the house is on. On fire. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I tried to. I'm doing better, Russ, about keeping him. Doesn't sound like it. Well, see, I, I told him that this would happen. That I was gonna. That he all he's doing is getting me in trouble. Because now you're gonna say that I can't control. Uh, well, you can't. I mean, it, here's the thing. Somebody, any, any anybody comes at you, calls you a name, comes at you in the slightest. You can't wait to run them out of here. But somebody comes on stirring trouble. And it's all fun and games. Ooh, you just giggle behind the. Uh, what am I to do? What am I to do? I think Russell? that's that's. I don't have uh, any control over Jamie. That's uh, that's very inaccurate. There was a lot going on here. You know, I, Marcus running around with like his hair's on fire. I about what had what a does that have to do with Jamie? With, with you letting Jamie get over on you? Well, because I had about four balls in the air. I was juggling, trying to keep the keep the show on the rails, and I was kind of halfway. I mean, it, once I figured out what he was doing. Mm -hmm. I did stop him. I was like, Jamie, mm -hmm. stop. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no podcast of it, so it's gone the, forever. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's no podcast. How convenient. I was just about to say, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. I'll go and listen to the tape. I'll go well, look at the film. How are we supposed to record it, Russell, when the computer self-destructed? We could, I don't know. I don't know. It I, seems a little convenient. I will say I did try to go out there to record it. Uh, until Seems I, I a was, little convenient. Yeah. A, a little convenient. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, 
I wasn't the one who was in charge of the podcasting and staying connected to you. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm not hold holding on. Hold on. Wow. I'm just throwing. Yeah, no, you can't, can't say I anything any, because so, uh, you've been thrown under the bus hey, and I ran over you, Marcus. It, here's the thing. Like, it, it was Jamie's fault, first of all. Then it was the equipment's fault. Yes. Now it's Marcus's fault. <laughs> Marcus's like, fault who, for who, the who, technical difficulties. I'm not taking any responsibility for this. You know how he is. I, well, I, I know that. I mean, that's obvious. But I, can you at least, whoever you're foisting the blame for your failures on, can you just pick something and stick with it? What did I Who? What did I fail to do? You want me? I should have flushed Jamie? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't know. Yesterday, I, you, know you, you threatened me with call. an inch of my life. And I wasn't even planning on flushing that knucklehead yesterday. I will say it was it You're was gesticulating wildly at me from across the room. I was like, "What?" You will get to find out on the podcast when I was able to start recording again to get the last few moments of that hour. I think it did start off with Bear saying, "Jamie, you you always come in here getting me in trouble or something like that." Something along those lines. You mm. uploaded that? Five minutes. I tried to get the last bit as much as I could. What the hell are you doing, Marcus? I have to record the podcast. You know, once it's off its rails like that, dude, you know I'm having trouble with Jamie. On a day-to-day basis. You you, you don't. this radio station. Excuse me, Russ. Excuse me. Five minutes. I cannot leave for five minutes without the entire operation going to shambles. You see why I'm so gray-headed. A little carmine over here. Constant stress. That thing with your brother, you know. I'm not a fan of this computer, Russell. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. 865-546-8200. Open lines the rest of the way here. If you want to jump in on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, and we'll start this hour with Diablo. Good afternoon, Diablo. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. I hope I'm coming in at the end of this fight. I didn't know whether to come on and tell everybody to go to their respective corners and calm down, but sounds like we've got – better heads have prevailed calmer than you diablo calmer than you this i'm (laughs) instilling some much needed discipline and authority around here we are going to finish strong hey uh talk to me about our uh, portal situation now that uh tabern jackson has transferred to indiana and uh we are down to is it three scholarship quarterbacks is that correct Mm, two 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 okay that's right is uh shooter's a walk-on right Correct. All right, so let me ask you this. I'm So the 18th of this month is the final opportunity to declare yourself for the portal. But anybody that's in it at that point is almost like a free agent. Am I correct? I believe so, yes, basically. Uh, there, there's uh, another uh, well, window. You can go in the portal after spring practice, too. So it's basically like it's just a portal pause for a couple of months. But uh, you will be able to... Uh, go back into the portal or go into the portal for the first time after spring practice here in a couple months. Gotcha. Okay. I I didn't know that. And that's why I was wondering, I mean, if you've got even a slight hint of thinking of maybe looking at, you know, up in your NIL opportunities, I mean, I I would think you would want to go into that, whether you actually go anywhere else or not. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's happening here at Tennessee where guys uh, testing the portal waters. I don't sure. think Jalen Wright this year or Tyler Barron last year really had any intention of leaving 
I think they were just using the portal as a negotiating tactic. And that's something the NCAA can't wrap their heads around because everything to them is black and white and here are the rules and everything. They don't realize that they have now just become a tool that these student athletes can use to negotiate a better NIL deal. I think the NCAA has been a tool for quite a while, but yeah, well, <laughs> hey, uh, in your, in your lengthy career as a sports announcer, uh, fan, have you ever seen a place kicker miss <laughs> three, let alone four extra points in a row? Wasn't that incredible? It was, it was a bad he, he beat get to for four, me. Right? He, he made the fourth one. Was that it? Yes, he did. No, he missed four in a row and, and made the fifth one. And, you know, the over-under on that game was 45 and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Vegas knows, man. Yeah. They even know when the kicker is going to choke a game away, potentially. Yeah. Hey, That's anyways, crazy, guys, here's my – yeah, it's it's freaky how accurate Vegas is. Do you hey, let, let me ask, ask you guys this. this? Go around the table real quick. Do you guys like the new long extra point? Because I mean, like it used to be automatic, ninety nine percent. You couldn't miss an extra point, and they moved it back about ten years or so ago. And now it's it's still pretty close. It's probably like eighty eighty five percent or or something like that. But you see missed extra points pretty regularly now. Yeah, I kind of like it. Me too. It adds an element of intrigue and i mean if they if they didn't move it back they should have just done away with it should we do it in college move it back no i mean let's get nuts here you want to get nuts let's get nuts i mean our our backup offensive lineman will be writhing around in agony on the 20 yard line instead of the three <laughs> well you gotta what do you got tearing our Manning. offensive lineman like that buddy i'm not i'm just saying it's shrewd maneuver by the height daddy what else you got diablo it was hilarious watching Peyton Manning on his broadcast going <laughs> on. He was going ballistic with the with the kicking. Uh, my last thing is this, guys, and I'll get up here and let the other callers. When you think about a five-star athlete, whether it's football or basketball, in your mind, what does that define to you? What is a five-star athlete to you guys? I mean, just like a, I guess a can't-miss prospect. In As my mind, a- it's a person. It's a pro player that's got to serve his year or two years in college. Would you kind of go with that? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's what it is. We're projecting towards the pros and five yeah, stars about as close to a guarantee as you can get. I just uh, the reason I ask this question is it just seems like Tennessee, our five star athletes don't ever. I don't know. They just don't ever seem to have that pizzazz, and you know. Chandler kind of kicked it in gear last year, and it's come closest. But, boy, I tell you, we have – I don't know if we're just misidentified, but our five-star athletes don't play like five stars. I don't know. Um, I saw a video from Keon uh, from over the weekend where he's starting to look like an NBA player, like a, a guy that's going to get more and more minutes. But, but Bear, let me ask you this. The, the kid we got this year, uh, five-star, does he look like he's a one-and-done to you? Phillips? Yes. No, not right now. He definitely looks like – but there's a long way to go in this season. At this time last year, Kennedy Chandler didn't look like a one-and-done. 
No, Remember you're the, right. the lights didn't come on till what, Russ, uh, the, after the Texas game? Yeah, it took a while. He had that meeting with uh, – he. They got him connected with, what, Travis Ford, and that's when for the lights seemed to come on after that game. And then I'm he, just hoping the lights come on, guys, because I'll tell you, Saturday's one of those kind of games that gives me uh, shivers of March. It had a yeah. very uh, round of 32 kind of feel to that game on Saturday, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for having a great show. Talk to you later, and have a good afternoon. Thank you, Diablo. I appreciate it. The other thing, uh, the Manning cast, which I I didn't even realize they were on until somebody texted me about it in the fourth quarter and flipped over there and enjoyed the rest of the ball game with the Mannings. But did you see the uh, Vanderjack Pro Bowl video going viral again today? Uh, I, I haven't watched it yet. I saw a tweet. I didn't realize that's what it was where Peyton Manning decided he didn't like kickers. Our idiot kicker got liquored up and decided to go on TV. <laughs> it was harsh, man. Like, uh, I'd forgotten how, I mean, he cut a promo on Mike Vanderjack. I mean, you, if you've seen Pat, you know, Pat McAfee tell stories about him, Peyton, kind of, uh, kind of very demanding of his, his teammates. Well, he, he is behind closed doors, but he'll never criticize you, you know, outside the family, but. Mike Vanderjack, and I, I don't even remember what he said about Manning, but it pissed him off. <laughs> yeah. It's not somebody I'd want pissed at me. And, and Vanderjack was like, I mean, he was right there neck and neck with Vinatieri as the best kicker in the league at that time. And I'm pretty sure after that incident, whatever he said, and I think they, they ended up keeping him on, but he faded away quickly and did not have much of a career after that, as I recall. No. The idiot kicker. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, 546-8200, if you want to chime in. We'd love to hear from you this afternoon. Got to take a quick break right here. We will be right back. More of The Drive coming up next here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Back here on The Drive, it's Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear cruising with you. Uh, Marcus Young is slunking off. He slunk out of here. 865-546-8200. If you want to jump in here on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, a couple lines available for you to come in and participate on the program this afternoon. JT Shrout has entered the transfer portal. Where was he? Was it Colorado? He was their starter last year. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people getting some get shirts. Dion's Co- handing them Coach out. Coach Prime Look. brought his Louie. Yeah. Neon Dion handing them out. He, he brought his Louie, and uh, Shroud's more like Samsonite. Yeah. Which, you know, it's some good luggage. Are you still watching those vi- those videos? You still addicted to that? Yeah, I watch, I watch them like every day, dude, for real. So what is his son Shadur? He's got um, two. There, Shadur, I think, is the quarterback, and then there's a uh, Shiloh is the defensive back. I might have that mi- mixed hmm. up. It'd be interesting to see how he does out there. 
Yeah. Um, I, I wonder, you know, if his, if he's focused on the right things sometimes, but it seems like he's got so many resources out there that he didn't have at Jackson state that he can kind of be a CEO coach and, you know, a different kind of a CEO, not a CEO in the way that Nick Saban was, but you know, he can concentrate on the recruiting and, and branding and marketing of a program that doesn't have much of a brand anymore. I mean, people probably don't realize that they won a national championship 32 years ago, 1990, they split the national title with Georgia Tech. That's ancient history God, to these year. kids that that he's recruiting. So they've got to make a splash up there. And it seems like he's surrounded himself with a really good staff and they're giving him the resources or whatever he wants. And, um, you know, their building is really nice out there and they've got a really nice food set up in the weight room. Like they've got all the, everything that every other PAC 12 school has out there. But I think they're pouring a little bit of more money into it as well. And then, you know, the NIL portion of it is that like, I, I, I don't know what their resources are in when it comes to all that stuff. Well, I mean, he's, he's got, I mean, he's, he's prime time. I mean, he's going to have a, a big advantage over eh, a lot of coaches because he's so charismatic. He's arguably one of the best to ever do it. He's probably the best DB that ever played. Um, I mean, just like I said, so charismatic and mag- his personality, I feel like he's going to have an easier time recruiting. Like, do you imagine him at like a, you know, I mean, Colorado is Colorado, but imagine him at an SEC school with a war chest like a Tennessee or an Alabama or Georgia. Or, hell, I think he's eventually going to end up back at Florida State. But Norvell kind of did the unthinkable and yeah. kind of coached well, I mean, his way off the hot seat this year. Two things have to happen for that now is Norvell has to fail, which it's not all together entirely clear that that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, it looked likely a year ago and, who knows now? I still don't think that Mike Norvell is going to lead Florida State back to its glory days. But in the day and age of a 12-team playoff, I mean, could he make that? Yeah, probably. Probably would so, have made it this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, so that's got to happen. But then dion has got to do well, right? I mean, if, if, he, if he struggles and pretty much every Colorado coach since Bill McCartney has struggled, I mean, is – yeah, but you know what? With USC and UCLA leaving the pack, um, I mean, he's he's in a good position. I mean, he could he's got an opportunity to become one of the dominant programs in that conference. It's just so cold there, man. It's just so cold there. Like, yeah, but that's it's such uh, that's a... one thing that jumps out off those videos is these dudes are walking around and the and you know they've got all these old coaches from all over the country, and you can tell the ones that aren't used to it and. Like they'll, they'll be talking about how cold it is and then they'll catch themselves realizing that, wait a minute, like that might not be a great recruiting tactic. Not if you want so kids they, from the Southeastern United States where, yeah. it's, where it's not cold and snowy. That is a really cool campus though. Oh, it's a beautiful part of the country. Isn't that where, this is way off topic. I, I know you're a fan of uh, the stand. Yeah. Stephen King book. Isn't that where they were headed? Yeah, the Boulder Free Zone. Sure was. Yeah, Boulder. 
Yeah, Mother Abigail. JT Shroud, you want it back? What uh, back? I mean, as long as he understands, look, man, you know. Here's the pecking order. That would be so strange. I don't. Yeah, and I don't even think that Hypo would present it like that. I don't think he presents it as a pecking order. I think he's like, here's competition. You know, th- this is what it is, and like you'll have every opportunity to come in here and compete. But we got a guy who's got a two-year head start on you, with a bunch of starts under his belt, and the number one overall prospect in the class of 2023. We'd love to have you. We need depth. We would love to have you, but I can't guarantee anything. Hmm. I'm hearing that uh, that that might not be outside the realm of uh, reality or possibility. Bring R- JT Shroud home. I always liked him. He had a cannon, man. Yeah, he did. You know, really? Didn't really know where it was going, so I mean, I guess from that respect, he might fit in on our roster. Yeah. The one, the one I'll always wonder about was uh, Busa. What was that kid's name? Uh, Riley. Busa. Uh, he ended up at Memphis. My internet friends, we always called him Busa. Why? I can't remember why. How he got the nickname. Riley. What was that kid's last name? I have no idea who you're talking about. He came in with, did he come in with Dobbs? Riley Ferguson. Oh yeah, yeah he did. He he went to he was pretty good. He had a cannon too. Yeah, a lot somebody of, a lot uh, of tattoos as I recall. Yeah, I saw something. Maybe some questionable life decisions. Yeah, I forget who he's. I think he might be working for like Office Depot or something now. He have the no regrets tattoo across his neck. I think so. He had a cannon for an arm. And then he got what he got hurt, right? His freshman year. Uh, I mean, he got like preseason. Dobbs. That's what he did. the The story was, yeah they they signed both him. You know, he was the quarterback commitment. Yeah. When and I think he committed duly, and Botch got here and was able to convince him to stay committed, and then. Uh, they took Dobbs right at the end, and I, I don't think that set well with the family, and obviously Dobbs was the better player. Um, Riley Ferguson reference on the show. Okay, okay. We're way Both out there today. It's there. So what happens when the computer shuts down unexpectedly. Now that he's gone, do we really believe that, that this thing just shut down by itself? It did kind of cross my mind that maybe he hadn't plugged it in and charged it properly. Yeah. Did it run out of battery? Marcus just caught with his pants down. It's not my style to throw my coworkers under the bus. No, the, the battery's fully charged. I think mm-hmm. he accidentally hit the power button. Because mm-hmm. I've got a laptop. Mine's a little bit, I think it's a it's a couple of levels above this one. But this brand, like if you brush that power button, boom, it's dead. It just shuts down immediately. Samsung. Stinky Pete wants to know your thoughts on the light blue or summit blue Lady Vol uniforms they rocked over the weekend. I wasn't aware that they rocked them. Oh, you didn't see those? No. 
I thought they looked cool. Let's you know a little bit of secret, Russ. You may not. This may come as a shock to you, but you don't have to watch women's basketball to see that. It was all over Twitter. I know you look at Twitter. I just I I, I didn't see it. Haven't they always been wearing? I mean, it looked the, new. I, I the I lady boss kind of maybe... appropriated that from the men and made it their own. I thought it was like almost. I don't say darker is the right word. It was like a harder blue but the cool thing was like they had the old kind of 70s vibe looking lady vols cursive script across the the jersey it was cool i liked it yeah i don't not everybody uh uh chris in fresno was not a big fan he's kind of uh he's a purist yeah he is chris in fresno so he got his his big orange bowl championship hat he's rocking that thing I did see that I mean, on Twitter. If the Vol Shop put out like Tennessee, um, a Tennessee Speedo, like Christopher Gabriel would be like, "Yeah, I need two of those." Yeah, and he put it on Twitter. <laughs> and he put it on Twitter. Oh yeah, he would. For an, for for an old dude like us, I mean, out of, out of the three of us, he's you know that was one thing we that that totally shocked me when we met him in person. Uh, I did not expect CG to be as big as he is. You're taking a shot now? I mean, we've gone no. from like, uh, friendly ribbing to like, no. I, I, hell, I told him that. I was like, I didn't, I didn't, you know. I mean, I didn't realize that. You know, he was recruited to play basketball here. Yeah, no, I didn't know that until then, and then now it makes total sense because yeah, physical specimen. Yeah, he's in he's in good shape. Show good respect. looking dude. Put some respect on CG's name. I always name. put respect on CG's name. He's my guy. He's my go-to guy, especially if you're out burning up the phone lines to Fresno. Hey, buddy, it's Bear. You mind coming on with me? <laughs> Al Michaels, Tony Dungy taking heat for their lackluster performance in the broadcast booth Saturday night for that Jags Chargers game. That was weird. I'm glad that, like, because I noticed that. And, you know, sometimes you don't notice. It's like the announcers, whatever. But I'm I'm sitting there thinking, is this a playoff game? Because these two dudes sound like they're about to go to sleep. Yeah, I, I, I think what made it, it's not throw off on Coach Dungy, but he's. He's dull. Yeah, but I mean, he's a super nice guy. Like, he reminds me of my of my father-in-law, God rest his soul. But, I mean, Al Michaels has got to, you know, he, he's a legend, right? In the booth, he's got to be able to sense that and pick up the energy and um, and carry it. Yeah. it was Like, not only was it a playoff game, it was a shockingly good playoff game, a dramatic come-from-behind win with controversy, officiating, heroes, goats, and everything in between. And it's like, oh, going for two here, huh? Well, they made it. Okay. That sounds Here's suspiciously. the game-winning kick. Sounds suspiciously like that guy off Dateline. Oh, or did he? Yeah, I, I don't know. The the Dungy thing, eh. he's, he's pretty good in studio. Like, that, that was the thing. I, I It never struck me that he was dull like that because I've always seen him in the NBC studio stuff, and well, he's pretty good. Like, I've always thought of him. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he knows – he knows the game. 
I mean, what is, what is Tony Romo doing in that situation where you've got a crazy comeback? Like, I mean, he's going crazy. And you don't have to have – I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody will likes Gus Johnson screaming and everything at you. But there is a happy medium, right? Uh, the two guys last night, Buck and Aikman, do a really good job of – you know, the, neither of those guys are overstated. But when it's intense, you know it. Like, they, they do a good job of transmitting that feeling. Oh sure, but I mean that's they're like our this generation's Madden and Summerall. Those two guys are. Yeah, I mean that's the Joe Buck's grown on me. I I did not like him at first. Wanted to hate him. Did not like. Kind of did hate him at, at the beginning, and now it's just like it's. I mean he's such a fixture on those broadcasts. You can't deny he he's no. solid. Yeah, you know when I started liking him was after watching that video of his ill-fated uh, show. I can't remember if it was on HBO or what. And he made the horrendous mistake of booking Artie, Artie Lang. Or, yeah. So, and he's a funny dude. And I like Aikman, even though he's a cowboy. Um, I well, like Romo, man. I don't know. Everybody, he seems to get on a lot of people's nerves. But I love Romo. But he's he knows his stuff. Yeah, I, I love Tony Romo on those games. When you think of Joe Buck, what is the first call of his that comes to mind? That's the thing. I, I don't, I don't, can't really tell you. None come oh, it's to easy mind for me. What's that? A disgusting act, or was it despicable act by Randy Moss? <laughs> oh, when when, when Randy when acted Moss, like he was mooning everybody. Yeah. Joe Buck clutching his pearls over and, Randy Moss and passing out on the fainting couch was absolutely hysterical. Over Randy Moss is fake mooning. I mean, was it was it a classy gesture by Randy Moss? No, certainly not. But I mean, you would have thought that he had defaced Mount Rushmore. <laughs> well, newsflash: there's not a whole lot of classy things that go on when you start talking about the Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Pretty much anything from the NFC Central. That's that's not a, exactly what I would call a classy division in football. A lot of bad blood going back almost a hundred years between all those teams. They don't like each other. It's true. I mean, I remember back in the old, you know, I mean, I I think it was Green Bay, Chicago Green Bay game where like, you know, Jim McMahon got body slammed, like viciously. 49ers-Cowboys renewing hostilities in the playoffs. That'll have a little old-school feel to it. It's kind yeah, of cool. that's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm really interested in that one. Um, we'll see how uh, Purdy does against that stiff Cowboys defense. And um, Dak gets out and starts scrambling the open field against San Francisco. He may not finish the game. Those guys hit and hit hard. Everybody will point back to the Montana Dwight Clark catch game, but I just remember the knockdown dragouts they had in the nineties, man. The Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer Cowboys against the I guess it was George Seifert 49ers. Some epic games back then. So I remember the catch. I was overjoyed because I thoroughly and that was back when, you know. I mean, not that I like the Cowboys now, but, I mean, it was like blood rage. Just San Francisco, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Cowboys, 52.1% chance to win on the ESPN-FBI. 
did the Cowboys clear a hurdle last night known as choke artists? Not really. Functional operation to go into Tampa like that and not just win a playoff game, but to dismantle and, and leave no doubt. I don't know, Bear. I, I, I might feel a little bit of a Cowboys money line bet in the near future. You go ahead and do that, buddy. They just got lucky and they were playing a garbage team that had no business being in the playoffs. Mm. They just won the worst division in football. So, Bills, big favorites at home against the Bengals. Lots of interesting storylines there with DeMar Hamlin. Giants-Eagles, NFC East battle. I give it to that Dable guy, man. That He is a good coach. I think it shows you what a good coach and solid leadership can do. A dysfunctional organization for years. Nobody thought Daniel Jones could play quarterback in the National Football League. And he's not great by any stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, you play the Giants. like the, Anybody not think that's going to be a dogfight Saturday? I mean, it probably will be. Are you aware that the Eagles have won 13 out of the last 15 or 15? Out of, I mean, Eagles dominated, have dominated them for, you know, what, almost 10 years now. I don't know if I'd be putting any money on the Giants. I mean, the Giants have been so, like I'm saying, they've been, they're a different franchise now. Yeah. And the Chiefs. At home, the Jaguars, two elite offensive coaches, great young quarterbacks going up against each other. The Chiefs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at Arrowhead. That is the first game on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. So that is those are the four games for this weekend in the NFL playoffs. we got to take a quick break. Stay with us. The drive continues. The shocking conclusion coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The drive. Are you tired? Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Final segment of the show. We got overtime coming up next on many of these fan run affiliates. Tennessee basketball tonight, 7 p.m. tip here in about an hour against Mississippi State. It'll be Bear and I. Davey Hudson is ailing uh, his second bout with COVID. Welcome to the two-timers club, Dave O. Hopefully he's feeling better soon and can join us on Saturday after the game against LSU in Baton Rouge. You know what's wild? Um, one of my dogs, they're pretty sure I've had COVID now. I think everybody's had it. And I was just asymptomatic. I think lots of people had it. I mean, how would they know? How would they know? They canceled a basketball game. You see that? Iowa and Northwestern got canceled today because of COVID? Yeah, I heard the Talk Sports Boys talking about apparently Northwestern is uh, – they, they couldn't put a team on the floor. They're ate up with it. So, I mean, I don't think it's like it was back in 2020. It's just they ain't got nobody that can play because they're all sick. So, I don't know. I wonder how sick they are because, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, I mean, the Jordan flu game, right? I mean, people play sick sports all the time. Like, or, you know, I, I wonder what the thought process that goes into that is. I'm, I'm not sure. Because I, I can hear the, you know, 
the, I don't want to start anything here, but the, you know, the people get really amped up over all things COVID saying, oh, you know, they ought to play anyway. Like who cares about all that? But like, think if you're Northwestern and like put, if it was Tennessee, say we're going down there to play Mississippi state tonight and we've got like triple J Vescovy and um, key all, you know, all like they cannot play. Like they're so sick. They can't play. And a couple right. other guys have it. Like you wouldn't want to play that game and, and I might want you know, to take the probable L against Mississippi state. Wonder if my, wonder if my guy getting playing time. I mean, yeah, Bar- Barnes probably would. I mean, he'd suck it up and go down there and, you know, we might get beat, but uh, like for me, I would rather use the, that as an excuse and try and make up the game later when we're healthy and win. Oh, for sure. What else did I have here? I had a note. I mean, what game was it where um, it was a couple of years ago? We in we were having, I think it was a Grant and Admiral year, and we just got housed. But it came out later that the whole damn team had the flu, including Barnes. You remember that game? Uh, say that again. I'm sorry, I was reading. It was something. a it was a couple of years ago when pretty much. Half our team had the flu, including Coach Barnes, and we got blasted at home by somebody. Mm. It was an SEC game. Happens. Yeah. I think people had the flu in the Anthony Jordan game. Jordan was Bone, it, uh, the When Kentucky came in here and blasted us in football in 2020, didn't, wasn't JG like just delir- deliriously ill? Uh, was that the one where he threw more – touchdowns to kentucky yeah, yeah. I, I want to say I, I don't like know. Was, i want to say he was really sick that game i mean he might have been making excuses for jg yeah. brandon on twitter says bear talking about how big someone is after talking about that person wearing a speedo was a classic drive moment and you missed hammering him on it check the tape i thought about that i was wondering if uh fox sports knocks a lot of context would hammer me on that one after it came out of my mouth but i don't no, care but they might hammer you on that one yeah i mean they might they go ahead but i was referencing the fact that i thought cg was going to come in and be like five nine five ten i was gonna be taller than him than meet him and he's like six two the big old king dude. henry on the bussin with the boys podcast singing the praises of joe milton interesting this clip that's going around Huh. I hadn't seen that. I know he was very complimentary of Astro. Wow. Did you see yeah, this? Yeah, I think that was from the from the same clip. Yeah. Did you see this uh this other tweet that just got brought to our attention? Uh the top fifteen thing. Yeah. We're in the top ten. I mean, is that last year's baseball ranking? No, because it's number two, it's this year's. Ranked well, number not, six I mean, in that... football. We're ranked number nine in basketball and currently ranked two number two preseason. I mean, I, I don't know what the gold standard poll in baseball is, but we'll certainly be top five. So, yeah, I mean, we're top ten in all three major sports. I mean, it was D1 baseball. That's the one that we usually talk about on the show. That's the one we reference. So. I mean, is there any poll that we won't be – 
that you know that we won't glom onto and reference if, if no I, I, is there up? any college baseball poll where Tennessee will not be top five no just like so, there won't be any football poll where Georgia or Alabama's not top five I mean top t- like there's uh, according to this uh, I mean this is Derrico Henrio, so I don't know. Uh, he's got 735 followers, so we'll just go ahead and trust this rando on Twitter on our uh, radio show, Speculation Station. You're very responsible professional journalists at work. Do not try this at home. Uh, teams currently top, ranked in the top 15 for football, basketball, baseball. It's Tennessee at 6-9-2, TCU at 2-14-15. That's it, according to uh, this guy on Twitter. And I guess that would make Tennessee the only school where all three teams are ranked in the top 10. Uh, That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Hats oh off to Banner Dan, Russ. Hats off to him. Hats off, man. I, like, I, I know I'm being picky here. I just want a little more hardware. We ain't asking for much, Russ. Let's not let this go to waste. Rick Barnes, Tony Vitello, bring home a big trophy. We're just looking for some tush. Bring home, bring home a big trophy. Let's win a championship or two, man. Let's do it. All right, we got to run. Voluntary reaction. As soon as it's over, it's going to be weird. Bear, you've got to pay attention to the game, bud. You. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm got one errand to run. Then I'm going to be at the house and I'm going to watch the game closely. Okay. You you are my eyes and ears. Okay. We'll be with you around nine after the game tonight. Twitter Spaces. Until then, Russell and Bears signing off. Have a great evening. The drive. This winter, a day on the slopes is closer than you think. Catalucci Ski Area is located.